Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Final hour of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Anatola. Yo. Ross Lebinski holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we are with you until 11 o'clock tonight at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Anatola if you want to get at us. On Twitter, also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Going to get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Tuesday night, a victorious Tuesday for your Texas Rangers as they took game one of their best of three series with the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll get you the particulars on that here in just a moment as the Cowboys were off today. They get back on the practice field tomorrow as they turn their attention to the San Francisco 49ers and their Sunday night tilt with Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and a cavalcade of stars in San Francisco as they await the Cowboys to arrive in Santa Clara this weekend. But we start, Ross, with cut number 33. The Hall of Famer Eric Nadell lets us know how things ended in St. Petersburg today. Rico has thrown 16 pitches so far. Trying to close this one out. Here's the 2-1 delivery. Swung on and hit in the air to center. Leote is back. He stops. He's there. He's got it. And the Rangers have won game one of the wild card series. They have shut out the Rays by the score of 4 to nothing. Their first postseason shutout since the 2011 World Series. Jordan Montgomery goes seven strong innings of shutout baseball. Jose LeClerc shuts it down in the ninth after Aroldis Chapman took care of things in the eighth inning. The comedy of errors that was the Tampa Bay Rays with four errors on the day helped the Texas Rangers get a 4 nothing win in game one of their wild card series. Yeah, man. Like the, I think truly the best that this could have gone for your Rangers. Um, loved the, loved the obviously the, the outing for Jordan Montgomery on the mound giving you seven and making sure that it was uh you only had to use Araldis and LeClerc. LeClerc, who you feel comfortable using again tomorrow. So you give yourself an opportunity to not just win this one, but be well positioned to win tomorrow as well and get you into the next round to get you into the divisional series. Um, oof. Oof, man. I, the run is a scoring position, though. You, you really, you really want to make sure that you maximize this. Get all the squeeze, right, out of the juice, or get all the juice out of the squeeze, I should say, to put that the right way. Uh, because we know it's the bats that'll lead this team to as far as they want to go. And so, 
They were able to get four. We know that they probably didn't swing well enough to get four necessarily, but hey, um, you take the win where you can get it and you uh, survive in advance, right? You give yourself another chance tomorrow. We go again. And they will have that chance tomorrow with Nathan Evaldi on the mound as he looks to help complete the sweep of the Tampa Bay Rays. It was the young guys, though, that showed out today. Josh Young, who had the sack fly to get the Texas Rangers on the board. But it was the rookie, Evan Carter, who was showing out today. The pitch to Carter. Swung on, and that's lined up the gap in right center field. And that is in there for extra bases. Bounces up against the wall. It stays in play. Heim around 30 is being held up. It's a double for Carter as the throw comes into the plate. Two walks, two doubles, reached base all four plate appearances today. The 21-year-old was absolutely sensational in his playoff debut. Had a really nice diving catch early on in the game as well. Really helped set the tone for this Rangers ball club on the offensive side of things for sure. A bright light on this Rangers team. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a beacon for right now because, look, man, came out in his debut in the, in the postseason, seemed to have absolutely no fear to him, right? Came in, was like, I will be a star in this moment. And he showed up. But then that's also a reminder. Look, man, this dude's, what, 21? 21. Man, like, you, in theory, should have many years of that dude patrolling the outfield and coming to the plate and hitting confidently and running on the base pads. Like, this is, is this the best, um, like, the brightest part that comes out of this season outside of, like, whatever the results ultimately are? Uh, the call-up of Evan Carter and how he's performed since being called yeah. up. I, I mean, it. I would say yes. Uh, a close second to that would be... Corey uh, Seager, MV, almost MVP? Or no? Actually, let me back up. Corey Seager's year, I would say that would be number one. Uh-huh. How spectacular he was. Um, number two, I would go with Josh Young in the rookie year that he had. Okay. And then three, I would go with Evan Carter. Um. Because imagine if Corey Seager doesn't get hurt for those six weeks, uh, how much closer he is in terms of the AL MVP. Josh Young coming back from the, the broken thumb that he had. He was having a terrific year and all that's right. He was the starting third baseman in the All-Star game this year uh, as a rookie. So I would say Seager, uh, Josh Young's year as well. Uh, but yeah, one of the definite bright spots has been Everett Carter and his call-up. Uh, for the Texas Rangers, for sure. And look, another call-up that we anticipate probably happens next season uh, from the 806. Could you imagine if the Rangers brought up Wyatt Lankford? And that's going to be the interesting thing because if he keeps cooking in the way that he has on the farm this past season, right, like that seems like you've got two really nice players in the outfield. And look, I know that there's there's some fan favorites in the outfield as well. But if you have... Evan Carter, and even if White Langford ends up being Evan Carter light or whatever, if you have those two guys in the outfield, that gives you a little bit of wiggle room, and now you have, in a way, kind of an excess where now you could use that to maybe address some of the deficiencies on this roster. This could be really, this could be really interesting for Chris Young as the general manager of this team. So I don't know, man. I, I'm really intrigued by that, and um, it's just fun, man. It's fun to have a guy like Evan Carter. Obviously, this team playing well in general has been fun, but having a guy particularly like that, I think adds to it, right? No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, and like I said, <laughs> I love the text uh, with the Wyatt Langford thought there, but also off the 469, Marcus Simeon was a great, had a great year as well. Yeah. I mean, he was phenomenal. <laughs> he was 
100 RBI, you know, 40 doubles on the year. Really great year for Marcus Simeon. Again, first pitch to, uh, tomorrow, though, 208 on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers Radio Network. Nathan Evaldi takes the mound. He looks to go for the clean sweep at the hands of the Tampa Bay Rays. Give him five or six, Nathan. Yeah, pregame begins at 130 tomorrow uh, right here on 105 through the fan with Jared Sandler. And that will take you all the way up to first pitch again at 208 in St. Petersburg, Florida. If the Rangers win tomorrow, they will be headed to Baltimore. Yeah. And I don't know if I I, look, I'll hold on to that stat until you actually have to deal with it. Because Baltimore is a problem. Yeah, they're really good. Baltimore is a problem. They literally the number one seed in the AL. Yeah. And for good reason. Yeah. They are a problem. But that's not your concern right now. Your concern is still the Get it done tomorrow. Yeah. Get it get it done. Uh, speaking of who got it done today, as we give you a couple scores, as uh, the MLB playoffs underway, you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Royce Lewis put on a show today Hooping. for the Minnesota Twins. His two home runs helped snap the 18-game playoff losing streak for the Minnesota Twins. They get the 3-1 win to take a 1-0 series lead in their wild card series against the, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Today. And you're right. His two home runs did it, but I think we can make this more explicit. His three RBIs. Yep. Notice how you said it was three one. He accounted for all of the all of the scoring, like all of the he, he batted in all the runs. He was like, "Look, man, I can do this by my lonesome." It's and fine. he did. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, so the Twins take a one zero series lead there. The Philadelphia Phillies they take Game One of their wild card series as well with a four one win over the Miami Marlins. A dominant effort from Zach Wheeler tonight. Uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies delivers that win in Philly tonight as they take out the Marlins four to one. Zach Wheeler on the night, uh, six and two thirds, only gave up the one earned run, eight strikeouts on the night. Craig Kimbrell shut it down in the ninth for the Phillies to get game one there. Trey Turner was really good for them tonight. Uh, he went two of three as well for the Philadelphia. Phillies. Yeah, that's a fun team that I, I know I told you earlier, I'm really hoping to see Phillies Braves. I think that that's going to be a really fun series. Oh, that'd be a hell of a <laughs> National League Championship series. So I'm I'm really rooting for that one to come to fruition. By the way, I didn't realize, I had, I had forgotten that the NLEs put in three teams in the uh, National League. Tough division. In the, in the playoffs this year. Tough division. Uh, with the Miami Marlins, of course, making the playoffs. Uh, other game today, the... Arizona Diamondbacks, they go on the road <laughs> and they beat the Milwaukee Brewers six to three to take game one of their wild card series uh, on the road against Milwaukee. So. That's the game that audibly had me chuckling mm-hmm. during this show because the Brewers got up to a 3 0 lead fairly early. And so I noted that we did our, we talked to Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News. We went around the NFL and then I looked up and I was like, hold on, how did this become four to three? And then I went to the good old box score, and I was like, oh, home run, home run in the third, another home run in the fourth, and it's oh, okay. It's over. My bad. Well, the Stars came to play for Arizona. Uh, Corbin Carroll, two of three, he had a home run. Uh, Christian Walker, three of four, he had a home run. Like, the Stars came out to play big time uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight to get the 6-3 win uh, on the road there. So, good start for the Diamondbacks. Um course they a team that was good out of nowhere like i don't think well i can't really speak for everybody but 
I did not hear the hype for the Diamondbacks coming into the season, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're good at baseball. You know who's really mad at them? Who's that? And he, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. Apparently, Peyton, Ross is agreeing that he is mad at them. Uh, yeah, Ross is, but Peyton Russell hates the Diamondbacks right oh, now. Oh, what did they do to him? They mailed it in on the final day of the season. Remember, they played the Astros on the final day of the season. Well, I mean. And they lost. Look. That gave the uh, Astros a division. Fair. However, you had your destiny in your own hands. That is true. Thanks, is to, true. thanks to the Astros tricking off a whole series against the Royals. <laughs> so you could, you really could have handled your own business. <laughs> yeah, my dad is from Arizona, so I, I told him. Oh. Yeah. So I texted him. I was like, you know, I would say that your two of your teams screwed mine in a week, but really two of my teams screwed me in a week. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, just like you were saying, Reggie, the destiny was in our hands. We just We just couldn't get it done. I do love that. Bring that reminds me of the thing. One of the things that I love about sports, obviously, sports fandom is often passed down from generation to generation. But then it also works opposite, where like you'll have uh, fans in a family that are complete opposite and rivals just because the kid wants to go entirely opposite of what pops is. Like how there's there's plenty there's plenty of Cowboys fans in the DC area. And, you know, I'm sure there's some Giants fans or Eagles fans on the sound of my voice that were just like, nah, Pops. <laughs> nope. Not doing it. Uh, as we continue headlines here, here's a random one for you. Shout out to Reggie Bullock. Did you see this? Soon to be Houston Rocket. So that means in a span of four months, Reggie Bullock went from the Dallas Mavericks to the San Antonio Spurs to the Houston Rockets. Texas Triangle, covered. Covered. He has traversed the landscape. <laughs> he must have really wanted to stay in Texas. I did, I honestly did think that when I saw the news. like Because when, when he was bought out by the Spurs, you look at it and you're like, that is a solid wing player that can shoot pretty well yep. after December and can guard pretty well, especially when you don't have to make him the primary, you know, you know, defender on the best player on the other team. And so there's a lot of teams that can use a player like that around the league. A lot of teams that are contenders that can use a player like that. And he's like, I will play for the Houston Rockets, who right now are just like, we are trying to get back on schedule of this of this rebuild. And they got a lot of adults in the room now. Like, that's all they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'll go do that. You know, we always talk about teams that didn't make the playoffs the year before that may be one of those surprise teams that could contend and have a chance at a playoff spot. I'm starting to feel like Don't Houston. Do that. Why not? That's a team that's really young, that has a lot of young players that they're trying to figure out who who can stay, who can go. But they got a lot of adults in the room now. And they are playing in the Western Conference bubble. Okay. You think that they're going to be good enough to? Because this is the thing, right? Like this is. I'm not saying they're good enough to be a top six team. I'm not saying any of that. But they could find. Look, I mean, there's ten teams that make the playoffs. You think they're going to find enough to slide into the play-in? Is that what you're trying to say? I think they got enough to do it. Emei Odoka is a good head coach for all of his personal. These things don't happen immediately, man. and the West has a lot of teams yeah, that are Oklahoma not Oklahoma City Thunder, but all that young, you know, all them young pups over there found that, themselves that have played together and built together and already shown some level of development before. 
Like this is the thing is there's a lot of teams in the West that are not only good but they have consistency and that this this Rockets team does not have. I do think that they're going to be an interesting team. I'm not willing to put them in the playoffs in the, at all. I'm willing to put in the possibly in the play as a playing team. I think they got enough veterans and a good enough coach to where they can find themselves winning. They can win 40 games. They could win 41 games. That group as constructed can win 41 games. That's good enough to get you a playing spot. I I'm thinking that they win maybe some like 37. I don't know about. I'm not sure if I go all the way. To, and mind you, that is a big jump because they won 22 last year. Yeah. So, Reggie Bullock gonna be <laughs> joining the Houston Rockets there. Interesting. They're gonna be a fun, fun, interesting team to watch throughout the course. Uh, shout out to the four six nine that said they just got out of their lodge. They're listening on the radio. They asked me to give them one big word of the day. I can't think of one, so uh, mm. hypotenuse. Hope that works for you. Uh, from the 817, <laughs> they said their family's divided. Pops is a Steelers fan. They are a Broncos fan. Their brother's a Niners fan. Another brother's a Patriots fan. Mom is a bandwagon fan. What? Wow. You got a lot going on there, uh, there, there are stories. There are lots of stories as to what's happening there. I'm My certain. head hurts. Yeah, I'm really disappointed there's no Cowboys fans in that group, but whatever. Yeah, that's kind of, well. It's kind of disappointing, but that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, those are some of your headlines, though, here on the Get Right. Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Uh, from the 214, never forget that night. KG went off on the Mavs for losing to the Rockets. Did I do that? That sounds right, though. I, it was probably for good reason if they if I went off well, on I mean, the Mavs. Well, I mean, if they lost to the Rockets. Rockets, yeah. yeah it was yeah. probably for good reason. Uh, coming up next year on the Get Right, Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Let's talk about some college football of the weekend. What's happening in the Big 12 and Maybe start getting ready for the Red River Showdown. We do it next on 105 Through the Fan. Let's go to the college football corner here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 Through the Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Ross Lebisky holding it down for you here. (laughs) Sorry, no, finish up. Oh, okay. Uh, Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckred.com text line, 877-881-1053. Oh, the 214 is reminding me of why I went off that night. There you go. So let's relive. Uh, the date is November 16th. KG loses his mind on the radio because the Mavs shot 55 three-pointers. However, they only hit 12 of them. The Mavericks shot 55 threes that night. He about to lose it again. Watch it. And made 12 of them? Oh, sounds about right. No wonder they lost to the damn Rockets. Now I got to look up the... the Please the, do. Oh In fact, I would, I would like to postpone the college Wait football corner minute. just to relive Hold on, just this, this moment in Dallas Mavericks futility. Wait a I just minute. wish I had some popcorn to get ready for this. I, look, All right, T.O. Because I need to... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, let me go back here. Let's see. Schedule. Mm-hmm. You're, this is live coverage of uh, KG traversing the internet. This is the 2022-23 season. That's right. That is when it happened. We're yes. So regular season. Mm-hmm. November no. 16th is November what we're looking for. November 16th. That's correct. Oh, that game was at home too? It's happening, guys. Oh, man. They lost 101-92. to Tim Hardaway was the leading scorer that night. Woo! He had 28 points that night. Did Luca play? Uh, Luke, that might have been one of those games. Luca did not play. Uh, that there it is. There is the write up. Luca Doncic uh, did not play that night. They, <laughs> they <laughs> wait a minute. The Mavericks that night shot 30 percent from the field. Gross. 
and 21.8% from three. Also gross. Here's the dumbest part about this game. You hear it's It's happening. The Rockets. Oh, it's in there. That night. You hear his voice? Had 23 turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mavericks had a total of six. And the, you lost by nine. What were the points off tur- turnovers, KG? Let's get into the advanced stats. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig deeper. <laughs> what? The Rockets had... The Rockets had 25 points <laughs> off of the six turnovers. How, wait, how does that work? I, I'm just reading. Hold on. The math don't math there. Points off turnovers, 25 for the Houston Rockets. Points off turnovers for the Mavericks, 11. The Rockets had 23 total total turnovers. Total turnovers. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh, in that game, the Mavericks had six. Yep, I probably went off that night. Yep, that I was, probably went. That was satisfying. Thank you, 214. That is some nasty work. They, the, Ma- the Mavericks from the field, I mentioned they went 30% from the field. Mm-hmm. They, made, they took 102 shots and made 31 of them. The Rockets, here's what's wild about this game, too. The Rockets only made... Four more field goals than the Mavericks did that night, and still only won by nine. And the difference in shooting percentage: the Rockets shot forty-seven percent from the field on seventy-five shots. Well, yeah, they can't get shots over up if they keep turning the ball over. <laughs> <laughs> and they only made four more field goals. KG, can you just uh, refresh my memory? Who was taking all the shots for these Mavericks? Oh, boy, let's go. Oh, you really want to go down this rabbit hole, don't you? I'm enjoying this so much. I don't think you understand. Uh, let's see. The box score that night. Oh, this is nasty work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Remember, your Mavericks will play in two, ni- two days in Abu Dhabi. Dorian Finney-Smith that night went 3 of 11 in 38 minutes from the field. 1 of 8 from 3. <laughs> Our favorite Houston Rocket now, Reggie Bullock. Check this out. This is the well. Lot. It was November. That's that's the context. So here, here we go. We hadn't hit January yet. He didn't start shooting. Check this out. In 33 minutes, Reggie Bullock, 0 of six from the field. Reggie Bullock, 0 of six from three. Reggie Bullock didn't take a single free throw. Had a total of three rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. Was a negative 16 with as many points as Ross. Me and Reds combined. He's so mad. Zero. This is personal. Zero. (laughs) Spencer Dinwiddie in 32 minutes, three of 18, one of nine from three for a grand total of nine points. The starters combined in this game combined for, let's count it, seven, 14, 23, 27 points. 27 points the starters combined with for that night. Your leading scorer was Tim Hardaway Jr., who went a hot 10 of 26 from the field. Yo. 5 of 14 from three. He had 28 points off the bench. Guess who was your second leading scorer that night? Max Kleba? No. Hell no. He didn't even play that night. Oh, he was probably hurt. That's my bad. I should have known that one. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Who was on the team? Don't overthink it. Was it Dwight Powell? Come on, man. You're doing a lot. <laughs> Jane Hardy? Dog. Oh, 
Don't overthink it. No. He didn't even play that night either. Who was it? Uh, Christian Wood in 31 minutes. I forgot minutes. he was here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I did too. I was like, God, who could it be? He went 9 of 22 from the field, 2 of 7 for 3. He did go 6 of 6 from the free throw line. He had 26 points and 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block in 31 minutes. This is the definition. That line right there in that loss is the definition of why no one takes Christian Wood seriously in this league. Oh, wow. He turned this into a promo. That's crazy. All these lines, all them gaudy numbers, and didn't contribute to a single shred of winning that night. He was a, check this out, a zero. Plus minus zero. He didn't help you. He didn't hurt you. He was neutral in a nine-point loss. Thank you, 214, for taking me down that memory lane. I enjoyed that so much. I hope that, like, KG throwing all those numbers at you was as enjoyable as it was for me to watch him do it. It was very fun. Um, Now, (laughs) let's talk about Colorado losing to USC. Um, What what, what was your thoughts on that matchup? Um, That was long-weighted, right? Like, that was a sold-out game from pretty early on in the season once people looked at Colorado and were like, oh, this might be a thing. Uh They're like, let us look forward to watching Caleb Williams play that team. And people tuned in for it. And for a little little while there, it looked like it was going to be a problem. But me and you uh, had a lot of conversations with our friend Mm -hmm. Carter Freeman. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we both, that we were all very aware of was that we thought this game would be different than the Oregon game because Oregon felt like they had something to prove. They wanted to make a statement nationally that they were a certain level of football team and that they need to be considered on a national level in a way that y'all were giving all 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 this attention to Colorado. Look over here. This is a real team over here. USC didn't feel like they had that, and they showed it because that defense looked poor. Yeah, they took their foot off the gas uh, late in that game. I mean, Colorado scored, what, the final 20 points of that football game? Something like it. And, you know, brought it to within a seven-point, you know, loss at a 48-41. But, look, when USC is on offensively, there is not many teams in the country that could stop them. And Caleb Williams is every bit of the number one pick. Uh, that he's going to be in the NFL draft next April. And Colorado, for all of the fanfare that they get, uh, their offensive line is just not very good, and you're not going to stop Caleb Williams in the office. You're just not. Uh, Again, not many teams are. But despite the fact that Colorado lost, Reds, guess what? Colorado keeps on winning. You know why? Colorado has now played – this comes from front office sports. Colorado has now played in the week's – most watched college football game four out of the five weeks of the college football season. The average Colorado audience has been more than double what any network is averaging for all of college football. Now I'm going to ask you something that is not provable and honestly we probably just can't get to the bottom of. If that comeback did not happen for Colorado, does that keep going? Because Oregon was like, all right, well, Oregon's a better team. USC is also a better team, but if it started looking like the depressing kind of thing that it seemed like it was for a little bit. I wonder if people were going to keep coming back around to keep sitting in that. Yeah. But you got the back end of it where, you know, the second half they were able to come out and the offense started showing up um, against a a poor USC defense. And it was like, all right, cool. I I think that they might be able to keep some of this rolling, but I think the people were starting to see some of the holes in this. And I wonder if that took away some of the fun of it. No, not for me. Okay. And not for a lot of people. You know why? 
because Deion Sanders is the Floyd Mayweather of college football. People are going to tune in to watch Deion's team win. They're going to tune in to watch him lose. Either way, all these people are going to be watching Colorado and Deion Sanders. Yeah, they're going to keep winning the ratings game. They keep winning the ratings game. But, yeah, USC is every bit as good as that offense. They're not going to be stopped all season long. Anything else in college football that caught your attention this weekend? Was it your, your Missouri Tigers going to 5-0? Shout out to my Missouri Tigers. Uh, the reinforcement of parity right now in college football because, what was it, five teams received first-place votes in the AP poll this week? That is correct. UGA, Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, and Florida State all received first-place votes. And those are your top five in the AP top 25 ranking mm-hmm. as of this moment. Yeah, it took um, you know second half surge from Texas to put away Kansas. Um, like we talked about with USC, Georgia, like there's a lot of talented teams, but there's not really a lot of separation right now. It feels like at the top of college football at this particular point. Uh, and by the way, shout out to Ole Miss who had probably the most fun offensive performance of the weekend, dropping 711 yards. On Brian Kelly's LSU Tigers in Oxford this past weekend. LSU has got to be going through it. <laughs> it's taken everything in me to not call up David Hellman just to laugh in his face. Why? Because I'm a jerk. That's why. Uh, and this is the thing. Hellman completely understands this. Like, yes. He, he knows the up and down nature of LSU life. He's lived it. Um, but this Brian Kelly thing, like. It's it's a different level of fun to be able to laugh at his misfortune just because of the way that he kicks it. But this is <laughs> this is tough, man. It's tough to see LSU give up. Let they let a team go up and like up and down the field seven times on them defensively. I saw uh, Manny Diaz get fired for allowing five hundred yards on Texas. What happens when you get seven hundred put on you? You just had to bring up that Taysom Hill game. Didn't of course you? I do. <laughs> of course I do. And you might mind you, they had back to back years of bad games against BYU. Check the score. I remember. Yeah. I, I remember. Are you a Texas fan? Are you a Texas fan? <laughs> to my chagrin at times, yes. Well, well I mean, okay. look. All right. Look, you should you should feel a little bit better. This is a year where Texas looks kind of like for real. And they will get a fun test. This Saturday, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as the Red River Showdown again turns to Fair Park, we get an opportunity at the Cotton Bowl to see these two teams face off. And this is going to be this should be a good matchup because for the first time in a long time, I can say this about both teams and one of these teams in particular. It's more interesting that I'm saying it about the defense is better than the offense for Oklahoma. Both of these teams, yeah, the defense yeah. is better than the offense, mm-hmm. and particularly for Oklahoma, and that's something that I don't recall ever thinking. And uh, Texas got a lot of talent on offense. I mean, obviously between Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, terrific wide receiver for them. Uh, they got terrific running back as well. Uh, name escaping me at the immediate moment for uh, for Texas, but uh, at the same time, is that Brooks? Yes, yes, um, for Texas. But yeah, a lot of parity. That was my biggest takeaway from this past weekend: the the parity at the top of college football right now. Uh, it feels as wide open. Uh, as ever in quite some time, given the fact that you've got a, a two-time you know reigning national champion in Georgia looking for a three-peat, uh, while the likes of Florida State, Texas, you know USC, and others, you know, who do you feel the realist about when you talk about those teams? That because there's, I mean, look, like Ooh. you mentioned, there's a lot of parity, and I can rattle off the standings. We got Georgia, who mm-hmm. you know, Georgia and Michigan are both seem to be in the same boat where they haven't really played a lot of competition, but they've yep. kind of just handled the business that they need to. Texas, 
Their best win is an Alabama team that doesn't look like the same, but, you know, they've handled their business as well. Ohio State, 4-0. Florida State, 4-0. Uh, Penn State is up there. Washington, Oregon, USC. Those are your undefeateds at the very top of the rankings. I would say the most confident I'm in right now is probably still Georgia with Michigan uh, right behind them because we're watching Texas kind of come into this for the first time in the Sarkeesian era. Obviously, with Ohio State, they've kind of been there, done that, but I still have questions about you know, Kyle McCord there, the quarterback, Yes, and whether or not he is that dude. We know that Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, is that I'm guy. not comfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. I just no, want it noted. We're, we're fine with Junior. You you think you are? Yeah, we're fine with Junior. Everybody thought they were comfortable until that man came and saw him. <laughs> but that's 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 Harvin Marison. That that's that brother. Guy. Please, <laughs> you got a daughter, my man. I need you to be careful. Um, but I would say Georgia is probably the team I'm most confident in right now because I know what they are, uh, at least for the most part. I think I might be like doing the thing where I try to make an answer a little bit more interesting than it needs to be. It, it's I, and I'm, I might just be Pac-12 pilled. I really like Washington. You've been on this whole Michael Penix Jr. thing. You you like they have three really good wide receivers. Yeah, and then the Oregon thing. The way that this thing is built, like I really shouldn't bet on Bo Nix, but the defense is so good. Like quite literally, that is the best team in the nation when we look at advanced metrics, and you can see it on the field. And so there's some there's something in me that's like, oh man, that's really fun. But also like I probably should appreciate the fact that Georgia has Brock Bowers and they're like, we could make we, we could just hit the easy button. He is really fun. We can just hit the easy button. Um look at that Texas schedule. This starts a stretch where they play well, they play Kansas last week, they play Oklahoma, uh, then they are at Houston and then have two home games against BYU and Kansas State. Then they finish up against TCU, Iowa State. If they win... Well, I mean, look, the Big 12 just is not very daunting. Well, I was going to say, if they win on Saturday, I could see this team... I oh, think, he's going to say it, Texas fans. He's going to do it to you. Uh, am I ready to... You don't You don't root for them. What you worried about? I think they might go undefeated. There's Stop. the jinx. Congratulations. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, make sure that all mail goes attention to Kevin Gray uh, at I, Kevin uh, Gray Sports on Twitter. Thank you kindly. I'm just glad that we, look. This whole segment was just an opportunity to get him to that place. You wanted me to say that? Is that what you? I should? did now. <laughs> I'm glad that we got here. Should be fun. Final call next on the Get Right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Final time here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. One final time, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yo. Appreciate the hard work of Ross Levinsky on this Tuesday night here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. A victorious Tuesday for the good guys as they take game one of their wild card series with the Tampa Bay Rays after a dominant performance from Jordan Montgomery. Seven shutout innings. Aroldis Chapman, Jose LeClerc shut it down in the eighth and ninth inning. The stars on offense, the young cats, Josh Young, and, of course, Evan Carter, who reached base in all four plate appearances. A spectacular showing for the rookie, Evan Carter, uh, the 21-year-old, put on a show today in his first-ever MLB postseason game. First pitch tomorrow at 208 as Nathan Evaldi takes the mound for the good guys looking to finish off the Tampa Bay Rays. If they do so, they will have a date with the Baltimore Orioles, who had the most comeback wins in Major League Baseball this season. The Rangers looking to post uh, punch their ticket to the ALDS against the Orioles. What's your confidence level in the Evaldi that we will see? Tomorrow, because I have got to admit it's fairly low for me. Uh, I would be right there with you, but you know the point was made earlier. I forgot exactly who said it, but it, I thought it was a. I think it was Broadus actually uh, during crosstalk. At this point, you're playing with house money. Uh, go out there, put forward your best effort. You already are guaranteed a game three if you lose this game. Obviously, there's a lot of question around that given you know the state of your pitching staff right now but if you're Nathan Evaldi man let it all hang out and see what you got and bring your best stuff and let's see what happens Tampa Bay was clearly you know asleep at the wheel today uh in their playoff game Yanni Diaz was just horrendous all day long but I mean um, our, you know our guy Mike Bassick you know kind of confirmed for us he's been the probably the worst first baseman in the league defensively so well, it wasn't just that. It was just the the, the mental. No, game. sure, like, like it was the errors are there, yeah. but that's part of what makes mm-hmm. you you know problematic as a defensive first baseman. You know, not scooping out uh, a um, a throw to first that very well could have been an out that then becomes an error and allows a runner to get on base, right? And if that's something where you can point to him as not just an individual instance of um, lapse in lapse in awareness or focus, if that's something that maybe is over the course of a certain amount of time, you can maybe hope to see some more runners get on base, even if they don't quote unquote deserve to be there. And then you have an opportunity to get runners around and hopefully, hopefully get them in. And yeah, that, that, that gives me a little bit of hope, but man, I'm, I really need the bats to be better tomorrow. Like that's my thing is because I, you're, I just do not anticipate near the level of greatness that we got from Jordan Montgomery on the mound today. We're going to find out tomorrow. Uh, pre-game begins at 1.30 uh, with my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, Texas Rangers insider, play-by-play man Jared Sandler, 
uh, first pitched at 208 uh, with the Texas Rangers and the Tampa Bay Rays. It's the final call here before we get out of here uh, on this Tuesday night. Want to thank uh, our guests who joined us this evening on the show. Appreciate Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News and Mike Bassick of the KC Masterpiece for joining us via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. If you missed anything during our show, make sure you hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app, uh, or you can go to 1053thefan.com and hit the Get Right podcast page, and you can listen to any episode, any segment, anytime on demand. Uh, on this Tuesday night, before we get out of here, we highlighted the, uh, the Minnesota Twins getting their first uh, postseason win uh, in their last 18 games. With the well, United. actually, in their last 19, 19 they had games. an 18 yeah. game losing that, That's streak. right. Yeah. Um, also, with the Major League Baseball postseason kicking off today, also we're in the middle of football season. Did you know, gentlemen, that starting tomorrow, there will be 50 straight days of NFL or college football? Oh, boy. 50 straight days. I know for a lot of people listening, that sounds incredible. That sounds incredible for a solid, like, maybe 20 days. I was <laughs> going to say the same. <laughs> uh, and, of course, like, you're not going to watch all of those. Like, I don't know how much y'all are in on Maction and stuff. But, uh, man, there's going to be some of these days where I'm like, all right, I'm good. Let up. Yep, this is the last day without NFL or college football games. Um, without an NFL or college football game on TV until November 22nd. That is 50 straight days of football leading into Thanksgiving. Y'all ready for all that football? No. I never am though. <laughs> I and I think you know this about me. The way that I the way that I do this, like there's some people that choose to do this job in particular in a lot of different ways. Uh the way that I try and do this is watch everything. And it is an insane way of trying to do this, but it's the way that makes me feel the most comfortable in speaking confidently about stuff. And so, yeah, I'm going to be watching a lot of football here. And then, of course, relatively soon, a lot of basketball as well. <laughs> That's right. As in addition to, you know, the baseball that we've gotten. Hey, um, the Stars played a preseason game today at the AC against the, the Colorado Avs. They won 3-1, by the way. Nice. Um, so, yeah, let's let's sprinkle in some of that. Like, it's... Yeah, as much as like, hey man, we've got uh, professional men's sports back in a big way. It's also like it's it's in some ways bittersweet because it's like, oh man, you have to you have to be involved with all of this and stay you know alert if you want to be able to speak confidently on this. And low key, college basketball on its way back here, not too long. From Look, now. man, ain't nobody mad if I don't come too strong on <laughs> the college basketball. Man. I'll, I'll, you I'll just like and, wake me up in March. I'll try and tap, not even March. I'll try and tap in in like January. January, but yeah, yeah, I'll tap in then. Y'all, you can't kill me now. Come on now. Uh, speaking of football, did y'all see this? Uh, the whole London game between, of course, the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You mean was, the Toy Story game? That's right. Uh, the Toy Story Fun Day football game. Deliver the largest audience for any live event to date on Disney Plus. Oh, I forgot that was also on Disney Plus. Wait, how many live events have they actually had on Disney Plus, actually? Because, like, when you said that, I started going to one place. I was like, hold on. Is this one of those stats where we kind of put the parameters to such a place where it's actually not that impressive? How many live events have they actually broadcast on Disney Plus? This is literally the first I've ever heard of it. Uh well, it was the largest audience, but the traditional 
uh, Jags Falcons game broadcast was the most viewed event ever on ESPN Plus, which is fairly significant yeah. because ESPN Plus puts on a bunch of live sports. Sure, but ESPN yeah. Plus is for a long time kind of served as an opportunity as a place to kind of just dump the extra sports that they have. Well, they exclusively broadcast the UFC pay-per-view events. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I But um, look, man, we all understand NFL runs this thing, man. It's a different level of the game. So the idea of having that there. But on the other side of that, man, I, and I saw some people kind of lament this on Sunday. We're getting, we're starting to get near the breaking point where folks are like, damn, how many things do I have to subscribe to? Woo! To watch the things that I love. And I, for sports fans, this is going to be a question that you're going to have to start asking depending on the sport. Like as somebody who likes soccer, I got like three different app subscriptions just based off trying to watch soccer, right? And football always seemed like a place that was going to be safe because they always had to seem to have a, like a, an investment and make sure that you could watch it for free. Now you got to make sure you got Amazon Prime, although you can see it on uh, Twitch. They broadcast it free on Twitch, just letting, that, letting you know that. But you got to make sure that you have... Uh, you got to make sure you have all this other stuff. Now you got to make sure you have ESPN Plus and make sure you have this and that. And you're like, dang, man, how much do I need to have to watch the damn sport? <laughs> On top of whether or not you have YouTube TV or DirecTV or whatever yeah, so your choice is. And if you want to have Red Zone. And Red Zone. Oof. Yeah, it's just a lot. Uh, shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. Their ticket prices uh, for their wild card uh, matchup. The get-in price to see the Phillies playoff opener tonight was six times more expensive than the other games. It took you at least $199 to get into uh, see the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. Philadelphia night game. Like, these these things came together in a beautiful way for them. They were like, look, man, we, could, we can charge. All you needed was 33 bucks if you wanted to go see the Rangers in Tampa Bay to play today. And, you know, shout-out to someone who texted in earlier who's like, oh, man, if, you, if you've been to St. Pete, it's it's not easy to get into St. Pete from the Tampa area, um, and so day games end up being difficult to get in. I when I was in Tampa, didn't make it out to St. Pete, didn't really see the the idea. So I apologize for speaking in a way where it seemed like I did not know what I was talking about. One point three billion dollars for their new stadium, by the way, is what it's going to cost um, to build that in St. Petersburg. Very good, gorgeous looking park, by the way. The renderings look amazing. When have you ever seen a bad rendering? I don't know. You ever seen a bad rendering of a stadium? They no. All, they all look great. No, that's that's the idea of the rendering. Make it look good so people pay for it. I uh, appreciate all of you who joined us tonight on the Get Right here on 105 Through the Fan for Ross Lebensky, my partner, Reginald Atatula. My name is Kevin Gray. Again, this has been the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 Through the Fan. We'll talk to you tomorrow evening at 8 o'clock here on 105 Through the Fan. Y'all be good. Be easy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.